Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Brian Williams, and Brian works for MoDOT, the Missouri Department of Transportation, in the Design Division slash Environmental. Brian, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Well, Brian has the unique, I guess it's a unique position, as the Stormwater Compliance Coordinator. And I will admit that as long as I've worked with MoDOT, I have no idea what a stormwater compliance coordinator does. So could you sort of describe what that means on a day-to-day basis? My role at MoDOT is I administer our National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System permits that are supplied to us through Department of Natural Resources. And that entails basically stormwater-related permitting as well as what we like to call land disturbance permitting. And that's more of what you know the, the AGC is involved with with MoDOT more is that land disturbance perspective. Now, who do you issue those permits to? Well, those permits are issued to us from Department of Natural Resources, and Department of Natural Resources has actually been granted the authority by the the EPA to administer permitting for EPA in regards to the National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System. So the feds have the guidelines that EPA sets forth, and then you work with MoDOT, or you work for MoDOT to get those permits from EPA to do the work that MoDOT has on exactly. the, on the boards. Exactly. And so I work specifically with, though I'm a, de- a design employee working in the environmental section, I work very closely with our construction division with regard to construction projects and the erosion sediment control processes that occur on those projects. Now, what are sort of the things that you look at when you're looking at plans or specs and you're going through this whole review process with EPA? What do you look at? How do you make those calculations and apply for the permit? Because MoDOT works on a statewide basis, we actually have uh, applied for and received a statewide operating permit from Department of Natural Resources. So we don't actually apply for new permits with each project. We have a blanket permit that anywhere that MoDOT works in the state of Missouri where we do land disturbance, our permit is is applicable. So we have a set of obligations through the permit that I look at and look for in relation to a construction project and compliance with that permit. So we're looking for things like, do we have a sufficient amount of BMPs, uh, BMPs being best management practices, you know, our silt fences, our ditch checks, those types of structures supplied in that project to where we're going to be protected in accordance with what the permit requires. The permit requires that we actually have sufficient BMPs available to capture and contain a two-year, 24-hour storm event for that localized area where that project exists. How do you work together with the local agencies? You know, when you come into 
a metro area where you've got another overlay of a metropolitan St. Louis sewer district or Springfield or Columbia? How does that all work? When we deal with uh, specifically with say St. Louis and the and the metropolitan sewer district through our design process, we look at what requirements that they have in relation to, especially if we are discharging water directly into one of their facilities, then we have to obviously go through the permitting process with them to actually, you know, discharge our, our stormwater into their system. So we're coordinating with them. We're meeting their permit requirements in relation to that. And we do that in other municipalities like the city of Springfield. Uh, we go to Kansas City. We, we work directly with those entities and those locations as well to make sure that we're meeting their requirements for their facilities as well as our overall permit requirements for land disturbance. I would imagine when a lot of people think about MoDOT, they don't think about clean water, but that's really what you're trying to do. Absolutely. That's you know one of our goals. Because we are a state agency and we do receive federal money, obviously we're obligated to follow federal law. And the Clean Water Act being that piece of the federal legislation that requires us to look at the protection of clean water, and it's just you know, good stewards of the environment. MoDOT is very engaged with making sure that we're doing our due diligence to make sure we're protecting, you know, our natural resources. So it's it's very important. And honestly, when you look at the items that we do with work, our erosion setup and control, it's just as important as any asphalt, concrete, or steel that we put out there on the roadway. And getting everyone involved in that concept and thinking about that makes this all work so much better. Now, you do that on the front end during the construction process. Is there any responsibility that you have further on after the project's built? Do you go back and check and make sure that under a bridge overpass or where you cross a stream or whatever that the proper conditions still exist? Well, what we try to do, obviously, with our permit obligation through construction with land disturbance, and so keep in mind we have two different permits, though, under our current process, we have or our permit, we have a stack permit, and that permit has our stormwater requirements as section one of the permit, and then our land disturbance as section two. And so when we talk about in our inside urbanized areas where we have requirements for our separate storm surge system permit, what we call our stormwater permit, um, we do go out and we, if we are, we need to build structures to control stormwater related runoff then yes, I go back and I actually evaluate those on a cycle uh, based on our permit and, and program requirements. As for land disturbance from a construction perspective, I go out and I do uh, what I call oversight compliance reviews through the construction process, looking at are we deploying BMPs in locations in sufficient quantities that are going to make us compliant with our permit? Are we putting out our seed mulch quantities, you know, in appropriate time frames, do we have that final stabilization, that, that requirement of the permit that says, hey, when you have sufficient grass growth, that you can go ahead and close that permit for that specific project. I'm going out looking at those kind of things. Are you the only person in the state that does this, or are there other people on your team that help you with this? I am the only stormwater compliance coordinator, but the construction division does have another individual by the name of Willie Johnson who does go out and assist from the construction perspective, helping me look at some of these projects. Construction division, since 
the end of the consent decree that MoDOT was in with the Department of Justice and EPA has design division has kind of handed some of that responsibility back to the construction division. And uh, Willa Johnson is that individual for construction division that goes out and looks at some of these projects. Willie and I work very closely together and looking at the different items, uh, different projects. And um, it's definitely helpful because, you know, on a statewide basis, it's hard for one person to to get around and get everything looked at that needs to be looked at within the construction season. Now, you mentioned the two magic words of consent decree. Could you review that, how that whole process came down and how you have navigated through that process and where you are now? MoDOT was under consent decree with EPA and Department of Justice from 2015 through 2018. And basically that was stemmed from some noncompliance that had occurred on a couple of projects back in the early 2010 to 2013 timeframe. And so working through that process with the EPA, we were uh, placed under a three-year consent decree. And honestly, from MoDOT's perspective, it, it couldn't have happened at a better time for us with our program kind of taking a downturn in the amount of projects that we were doing and types of projects we were even doing. Uh, we had very few grading projects going on during that time frame, and that really helped us with compliance. It was an eye-opener for MoDOT, I believe, and definitely a, a culture-changing concept for MoDOT to look at how erosion sediment control and documentation, how that needed to evolve from our, our past processes. So that is actually how my position came to be at MoDOT, uh, it was a requirement by the consent decree to have a stormwater compliance coordinator. The consent decree actually called it a environmental compliance specialist, and uh, MoDOT term was stormwater compliance coordinator. But nonetheless, it was definitely an opportunity for MoDOT to grow in its erosion sediment control processes and documentation. Now, what sort of special training did you have to go through to be come the stormwater compliance coordinator, just don't wake up and somebody just says, okay, Brian, you're it. Yeah, I I have 27 years of MoDOT experience in construction and design. And so with that kind of experience, uh, I was able to sit and pass what the consent decree required that I have a national certification. So I am a what's called a certified professional in erosion sediment control. And that's a, a pretty rigorous examination that I had to take to qualify my understanding of erosion and sediment control and processes related to protection of of those types of items. So I know erosion sediment control pretty well. That's basically what I've done most of my career as I uh, started out as a construction inspector out in the field and worked my way through design in different in different areas of design. So it's definitely afforded me the ability to really understand the concepts related to not only how to design things and from the design perspective, but also physically out in the field, how that information gets put together and how it actually functions. What are some of the challenges that you're facing today and what are some of the challenges you see in the next year ahead? You know, this new permit that we we uh, are under right now, we just obtained this new permit from Department of Natural Resources and this new permit has some new obligations in it, and some of those are related to the contracting community, which 
is where I really appreciate the AGC stepping up and, and inviting me to come do this because it gives us a, a good platform to talk to the contracting community. But uh, one of the biggest obligations that's affecting that the contractors coming forward is looking at permitting requirements for off-site support activities. Those support activities being things such as asphalt plants, concrete plants, waste disposal sites, borrow sites, equipment staging areas, those types of places that are not inside the construction limits, those areas have to be permitted by somebody. And if they're outside of, of the permit area for MoDOT, and that's putting that onerous on the contractor to obtain those permits. And so getting that information out to the contracting community that they understand, it's going to put them kind of in a new role. It's been a requirement from by MoDOT specifications for since at least 2014, the contractors, if they have off-site borrow areas, they have to go out and get their own permits. But now DNR has tied those permits as common plans with MoDOT's, what we call our permitted site area. So if I'm a and contractor, so, what's the process now that I should be following? What we would encourage is looking at MoDOT projects. If they're going to go out and bid those projects, and they have land disturbance associated with those. We have on our cover page of our plans an estimated disturbed acres for that project. It's on the cover, on the title sheet of the plans in the lower right-hand corner. And so looking at that evaluation based on the size of MoDOT's permitted site, and then if they are going to have, you know, off-site staging areas, they think they're going to have waste disposal on their project. If they, they're going to have borrow sites. They have to look at all of those disturbed areas that they're going to have and then sum those with MoDOT's permitted site area. And if those two combined equal one acre or greater, then they're need, going to need to go out and get permits from Department of Natural Resources. So I would have to get the permit, not just with MoDOT, not just work with you, but also work with Missouri DNR to make sure I've got all my bases Absolutely. covered. Absolutely. And so DNR is very engaged with the process. This is something that we've actually uh, negotiated through DNR because the way the old permits read, those items were really supposed to be part of our permit from the regulating perspective. But yet, because of other obligations, we could not be involved. We could not be considered the owner-operator of those off-site support activities. And so that kind of put us in an uncomfortable position related to, and non-compliant position, really, related to those off-site support activities. So by going to this new permit and this individual permit, where we're stacked with our stormwater permit, it allowed us to negotiate some of these things to actually function the way MoDOT policies work in relation to other items that we can't comply with in relation to the way the permits were written before. Now, where do I so, go online to find out about this process? Because I know it's going to happen. Somebody's going to listen to this, and then six months from now, they're going to have a project, and they're going to need to get a quick resource. So I'm assuming absolutely. there's something so, on MoDOT's webpage or DNR or someplace. What we have, we have a a land disturbance page on our website at www.modot.org forward slash naked users can and type LD for land disturbance and that'll take them right to our land disturbance page. From that point, they can find all things related to land disturbance. From the MoDOT perspective, you'll find a copy of our permit out there. You'll find links to DNR's website. 
to their permitting processes, as well as other information related to, to MoDOT land disturbance. So copies of our SWIP, a link to our SWIP is out there. So lots of information out on that land disturbance page. I encourage listeners to go out and take a look at that. My contact information is on that page. If they have questions about that permitting process and who they need to contact, uh, they're more than welcome to contact me, and I'll, I'll help them through that process. Uh, again, not that this is a new concept with relation to contractors getting permits. This has been a requirement for quite a while from the MoDOT perspective, but that whole common plan concept of, of adding contractors' locations and MoDOT's locations together is that new concept. So definitely, if the contractor community has questions, I encourage you guys to give me a call. I'm happy to visit with you and, and help you through whatever we need to get through. Brian, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks for all your hard work to keep our streams and our waters clean and keep our contractors productive and make sure that the traveling public has a nice, smooth traveling experience and a clean glass of water to drink when they get there. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org, not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.